If you'd love to support Michelle and I, you can over on Kofi. It's £4 slash six bucks and you can become part of the VIP Royal community. We have a private Facebook group and we also have a monthly Zoom call. So if you'd love to, we'll leave the link in the show notes. A grand fanfare welcome to our podcast, Keeping Up With The Windsors, dedicated to the royal family. Each episode will be crammed to the rafters with opinions, news and commentary on the comings and goings of the family of Windsor. With your hosts and royal fangirls, Rachel Andrews and Michelle Thole. So grab yourself a cuppa, straighten up your tiara, shine your knighthood, round up your corgis and and let's keep up with the the Windsors. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Keeping Up the Windsors. I'm Rachel. And I'm Michelle. And hello everybody. Well... It's been quite a quiet week, Shell, this week on the Royal Front, hasn't it? I know, we were expecting it to be like wham, bam, but all of a sudden it's just like crickets. <laughs> What's going it on? It is crickets. And then ju- we're just about to press record and we find out that Prince William's over in Poland. Yeah, this was really surprising. I didn't even hear about it until you brought it to our call today. And I was like, hang on a second, is this really happening? Yeah, it's just happening as we speak. So we will cover that a little bit. If we find out any information for you, we'll cover it more next week. But we just want to start by giving a shout out because a royal account on Instagram, NYC Royal Watcher, gave us a little shout out because she was asking her community, send me all your podcast recommendations. And Shell, we was included and apparently overwhelmingly so. I really can't believe it. Wow. Thank you so much, Royal Community, for bigging uh, us up. It's, it's amazing. Exactly. And we had a lovely comment from Stacey S. Robinson. And she said, Keeping Up the Windsors is my number one never miss podcast. Two delightful young British women keeping listeners up to date on royal news of the week. Michelle, we're delightful. Well, young, apparently. I'm 39 tomorrow. It's my birthday. I'm like, go, girl. Thanks, Stacey. <laughs> Listening to Michelle and Rachel is like sitting in on these two besties chatting over a weekly cuppa. They each have their own opinions. They are respectful of one another and of their listeners, and they don't hesitate to say what they really feel in about things. To our detriment at times, actually, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. One of my favourite episodes was their detailed account of their hours-long overnight experience in the queue and the moment they each stood before Her Late Majesty's coffin. There are facts, tears, fun, knowledgeable reporting and a lot of laughter. So thank you so much, Stacey. How lovely was that? That is so lovely. And it's not a surprise to anyone who's listened to our podcast before. But, you know, Rachel and I both have full-time jobs. We've got a life outside of the podcast. It's a lot of work, but actually hearing and being highly recommended is absolutely amazing. So thank you so much for your support. If you would ever like to be on our podcast, you can always leave us a voice note over on Instagram, keeping up the Windsor's pod, and let us know your thoughts on anything that we discuss for the Royal News each week. This episode today is going to be a massive Royal Roundup. It will not be Royal News because, like we just said, it is a little bit cricket at the moment, but we still got some amazing things coming up. Let's 
Let's start off then, Rach, with some Royal Roundup information. More than 30 locations across the UK will host big screens to show the coronation. Thousands of people will be able to come together to celebrate this historic occasion. Communities will be able to come together for the coronation weekend with events such as festivals, live music, fairs, games and competitions. I really love this because a lot of the time it feels very London based, very London centric, doesn't it? So it's so wonderful. There's 30 places that everyone can come together. This is a big event that is community, isn't it? And we saw that with the Platinum Jubilee. It was about coming together and celebrating this amazing reign. And it's going to be the same with the coronation, coming together, possibly adding in the volunteering aspect of it, but just being in community. Yeah, and I think what's great about this is we're obviously going to have Saturday Coronation Day, but these screens will be up for the whole weekend. So I think a lot of people will be coming together to watch the concert as well on the Sunday. Ah, so this is literally like one of those situations where you could probably head to the big screen for a picnic one day, come back the next day for a good old glass of wine and some strawberries the next. Bring your camp chairs like we did at a party at the palace. And enjoy your lives. We saw so many people, especially Party of the Palace, who was in a big, massive friendship group. There was people right in front of us. There were like probably 15 of them all together. And they just had a, like the best time ever. And what was great about Party of the Palace, and I'm guessing which we'll see across the coronation weekend, it's going to be people of all ages. It's going to be like you said, it was young people. There was older people there, families, young children. And like you said, it's about people coming together to celebrate our new king and our new queen consort. And also, if you do want to see our shenanigans at the Jubilee, <laughs> you can over on YouTube. I will leave a link in the show notes for you. And if you ever want to get to the show notes, just scroll up on your phone and you will see all of the text there with any charities we mention or any links to join you know, the VIP Royal community or to come on over to Instagram or YouTube as well. On Sunday, we ha- celebrated Mother's Day here in the UK. Normally, when we have royal photographs released, it's normally the evening before or early in the morning. And I don't think these were released until about 10, 11 o'clock. So it was quite late in the day. We had a picture which was obviously taken when they were taking their Christmas card photos, which was Catherine with George, Charlotte and Louis. Up in a tree, casually just hanging in a tree. <laughs> yeah, which reminded me when she did that Royal Chelsea Flower Show uh, garden a couple yeah. of years back. And Louis was just really small then. And I think that's another thing that I love because we don't see the children very often. When we do see them, it's like, whoa, they've grown. They're so tall. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a lovely synergy because there was another photo of Catherine with Louis. She had him lent over. They were having a laugh together. And there was um, a lot of people were harking back to Louis christening when there's this photo of, with Catherine holding him and looking down at him as a baby. And it was just so lovely. And little boss baby turns five this year, Shell. I'm just so hopeful we will see him at the coronation in some capacity. We don't particularly need to see him at the ceremony, but at least somewhere along the line. That would be really fun. And we- then we moved over to the royal family Instagram, Rach, and there was some pictures over there. Yeah, so there was a picture of Queen Elizabeth with a young Prince Charles. And then we also had another photo of the Queen Consort with her mum, Rosalind Shand. We also saw on Princess Eugenie's Instagram that there was a picture of her with August and the caption, I love being your mama. And I literally was thinking, oh, I love this because I call my mum mama. 
I don't Aww. call her mom or mum or so I was like ah oh, she's a mama like my mama I love it oh that's really sweet didn't know that about you show <laughs> yeah I call my mum mama and I call my dad dada so mama and dada but, so it's quite interesting when I hear how other people call their mums and dads because some people call their dad papa don't they or pappy or something yeah. like that and I think we had that conversation way back when on the podcast about grandparents and what we call our grandparents yeah. <laughs> I remember that yeah but there was a bit of Mother's Day controversy some people saying that a picture of Diana should have been included yeah now this baffled me because I clicked on the royal family Instagram and I started reading some of the comments I don't always read the comments but for some reason I just started scrolling as I was looking through I realized there was a lot of negative comments on there I mean it's Charles and Camilla they're very polarizing you either really love them or you don't but some people was just saying well firstly there's only a picture of Charles and the Queen secondly what about Diana and thirdly we don't care about Camilla and I was just honestly I was I really taken back but I did agree with the point that there should have been a picture of the Queen with all four children but again I think that might cause controversy with Andrew being in it yes yeah but still that social account is for Anne and it's for Edwards and it's for Charles but I can completely see why they didn't choose all the four children because if that's the like negativity on that one page without Andrew could you imagine what it would be with Andrew on it oh don't and also I want to make the point that why would Diana at that point be on that page that would be for William to put on his page right yeah that would be on the Prince and Princess of Wales social media accounts not Charles's and the royal family social media account that doesn't make sense it doesn't but then I thought a couple of years ago can you remember when the children wrote Mother's Day cards or was it granny cards to Diana to Diana yeah yeah and I was really freaked out about it. You loved it. I loved it. I was it. a bit freaked out. I was like, oh no, this feels a bit weird. And then we haven't heard anything else. Like, some, do you know when some people just put a negative comment to put a negative comment? Oh yeah, yeah. Or they don't particularly like Charles and Camilla. And so anything to do with them, they'll literally just put something up. But I tell you, my main point is I was really touched by seeing the pictures and a lot of people are actually saying that Charles looks like Harry in the picture. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And I can't remember what Harry looks like when he was a little baby, but a lot of people were making that connection. I just thought it was so fitting, not the pictures, but actually what was written. It was just so thoughtful because not everyone has their mums here to celebrate. Yeah, exactly. I loved the picture of Catherine with the children because it was just very natural, apart from them hanging out in a tree. (laughs) We just had... Like that though. Get in there, girl. But we've said it before, they're very outdoorsy people. And I, I get the sense that at the weekends they like being outside, they like going to the woods, they like going to the beach when it's warmer. So I think this just shows their playful side of her with the children. And I'm all for it. Yeah. Let's move on then, Rach. What's happening? We've got BAFTA news. Oh, so the BBC's production of the Platinum Jubilee Party at the Palace and the State Funeral of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II have been nominated for BAFTAs in the live event category. Wow. Wow. I know, right? Well, thoroughly well-deserved, might we add, because yeah. those were brilliant productions, especially, as we always say, Hugh Edwards. Where's his knighthood? <laughs> I know. Come on, Hugh. We need a knighthood for that guy. But then, Shell... Shocking, shocking news. And Royal <laughs> Unity, you will be shooketh to the core. 
Shake it to the core. Because hold on to your hats. And this is real. This is real news coming to you right now. I don't know how this has happened, Royal Community. But Amelda Staunton has received a nomination for Best Actress for her portrayal of Queen Elizabeth II. I'm sorry, what? This is controversial because obviously she's an amazing actress, but because we just didn't like her portrayal as the Queen. But you know what, Rach? Rach, I have to like just call it out. Sometimes you need a second watch of a queen. Have you had your second watch yet or not? I've not because I feel like season five just left such a bad taste in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Like I just did not enjoy it whatsoever. And I was looking forward to the Diana aspect of this season. Yeah. And it really fell flat for me. But we have seen recently, haven't we? We spoke about this last week that they are at the moment filming season six of The Crown. And it's so bizarre seeing William and Catherine. <laughs> it's so weird. I don't like it. I wish they would have stopped with Olivia Coleman for me. Yeah. Yeah, it it's is too weird. close to home now, isn't it? It's really too close to home. I was excited about season five. I'm intrigued, obviously, for season six, but it's just going to be very controversial and going to be one of the hardest points to watch is that they have filmed the Diana crash. Which, to be honest, I thought they wasn't ever going to go there, but then they went there with the Bashir interview and now they're going there with the crash. I assume that the royal family are not watching The Crown, or maybe they are. Well, Harry said, didn't he? Don't you remember? He did an interview on one of the talk shows in the US and he said that he has watched The Crown. Could you imagine, though, like, that's your family and it's on telly? Yeah, exactly. And then also, Salim Dor, who plays Mohammed Al-Fayed, got a nomination for Best Supporting Actor. You liked Mohammed Al-Fayed in this, didn't you? I thought that was one of the most interesting episodes out of the whole season for me. And I absolutely thought it was a waste of an episode. <laughs> Honest, not that it wasn't interesting. I was really like interested the whole way. It was peppered with some royal stuff. For me, I'm sure they've looked at season, was it five and six together Mm -hmm. uh, with the character's progression. I didn't particularly need to know that Mohammed Al-Fayed was selling Coke bottles outside of a house when he was little. I don't particularly need to know that. I'm there for the royals. I I think for me, and we said this when we spoke about season five previously, is I felt like his story was a prelude for season six because I feel like he will feature heavily because of what happened with Dodie and Diana and the crash and the aftermath and everything that happened after that. I think that's really going to play out in season six i couldn't agree with you more rachel the royal hobnob's been out in force the princess royal guess where she went she went to coronation street she was on the cobbles <laughs> oh my gosh when i saw this i was like what is going on i was like one and made it onto the socials Woohoo! Exactly. and then two she's on coronation street or as i like to call it because my dad watches it coronation street <laughs> <laughs> Foreign Street, that's brilliant. Um, just in case you don't know Royal Community, in case you're not from the UK and you don't know about this institution within our lives, <laughs> it is a soap opera here which has been going on for like, was it like 50 years or something? Yeah, it's one of the longest soap operas, isn't it? And didn't we cover the Queen going to Coronation Street way back when? Like it was quite early on in the podcast when we started. Way back then. I mean, they do like a soap opera visit, don't they? Because they've been to the set of EastEnders as well. Charles and Camilla went there Mm -hmm. last year for the Platinum Jubilee. No one goes to Hollyoaks though. What happened? Maybe (laughs) maybe we'll take the Gloucesters to Hollyoaks. (laughs) 
Well, she was there as patron of Acid Survivors Trust International and met the cast and production team involved in the show's recent storylines because they've actually got a storyline at the moment with an acid attack, right? When I found this out... I was floored. I didn't know this about Anne being patron. And this charity is amazing. Kudos to Coronation Street for covering it. And then the Princess Royal go in there highlighting the cause. Shell, we've been doing this podcast for two years now. And I feel like we still haven't touched the surface of the patronages that the royal support. I think on the last count, the Queen had something like 600 plus patronages, didn't she? And that was just one person. So yeah, I think you're right. Even in 10 years time, if we're still doing the podcast, we'll still be like, what? How did we never know this? (laughs) (laughs) This week, Rach, we found out that the King was present at a service at St. George's Chapel. Now, this was for the Royal Victorian Order and it's held every four years. Now, apparently, not everyone gets to go to this. You have to have a Royal Victorian Order in order to be present. In attendance was the Duke and Duchess of Edinburgh. Still still so weird to say it like that. (laughs) The Duke and Duchess of Edinburgh, the Princess Royal. And the Princess Royal, Rachel, I don't know if you know this, but she's Grand Master of the Order, which I absolutely love go on she was accompanied by uh, Sir Tim Lawrence and also the Duke and Duchess of Gloucester was there as well you won't see the Prince of Wales there because William isn't a member Camilla wasn't there because she was on an engagement the reason I wanted to bring this up is because this isn't ever televised or advertised this is a very private ceremony that happens this is the first time that the king has actually ever gone to one of these because he's never been part of the order blows my mind but then I also thought as well that he wouldn't because obviously he's going to become the sovereign of the order anyway isn't he so it doesn't really matter when it be- when he becomes that to me i was just like Do you know what princess anne's got one up on the king here because she's been to quite <laughs> a few of these <laughs> she knows the ropes i must admit royal community i haven't seen this at all i'll take your word for it shell <laughs> <laughs> well do you know what though rage afterwards they had a reception at windsor castle it's such a wonderful thing because these people have the royal victorian order because services to the monarch so they're very important people to the royal family who've helped them along the way you know we know the dickie arbiter's got one there's lots and lots of information i'll pop a link in the show notes so if you want to go into more detail about this you can i thought it'd be interesting to mention today because like you say you can't find this on any of the socials this is basically a court circular thing but it happens every four years. It's what they call, It's like a leap year, isn't it? <laughs> it just comes around every four years. Let's move on to the Duke and Duchess of Gloucester. We don't talk about these two a lot, but we have some news this week. So they visited the Litchfield Cathedral. Brigitte, who is patron of the Cathedral Music Trust, was introduced to some of the choristers from the Cathedral Choir. And Richard... Did you even know his name was Richard, the Duke of Gloucester? I did know when it was their wedding anniversary a few months back. Richard has served as royal patron for the campaign to repair and conserve the Lady Chapel windows and the surrounding stonework. He has also supported the national programme to enable cathedrals to develop spiritual engagement. We've seen him on quite a few engagements over the years that we've been covering the royals, going to cathedrals and especially with the Cathedral Music Trust. And this just popped up this week and I was so happy happy to see them i don't think this was actually on any of the royal socials was it no literally we saw it on twitter that's how we knew but that's another thing i want to say although we hardly cover the duke and duchess of gloucester we will cover them when we see them 
But remember, these are full working members of the royal family. They don't do this just on a Sunday. They go to a cathedral and shake a hand and maybe unveil a plaque or whatever. Every single day they have engagements. But because they're not principal working members of the royal family, they do take a backseat to the social media or having more publicity. But they work extremely hard behind the scenes. Yeah, and if you ever want to know what any of the royals are doing, you can always look on the Royal Diary. You'll be able to see the Gloucesters, the Duke of Kent, Princess Alexandra when she does engagements. The only people that are not normally on there are the King and the Queen Consort and the Prince and Princess of Wales. And that's purely for security reasons, mostly. Mm. They have put up some every now and then, but it's mainly a general rule that it isn't on there. Okay, right, we're moving on. We saw the Princess of Wales this week host an inaugural meeting of her task force, right? I love this uh, this wording, for early childhood and the Shaping Us campaign. She met with some of the UK's largest companies, including NatWest, Unilever, Delotti, Aviva, IKEA, Co-op, the Lego Group and Iceland. The task force will work to engage and support the business sector on the issues of early childhood and will steer how the business community can build a supportive and nurturing world around children and those who care for them. Now, we saw a power suit come out, which I was super, super happy about. But, do you know, one thing that I thought about, Shaping Us was this campaign a couple of weeks back, and then we didn't hear anything. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, this has come out. It doesn't feel very smooth, the unveiling of these campaigns and, and what it means. So I was happy that this came out, and this is a big deal. This is a great connection to businesses, but also... I just don't feel connected to it. Does that make sense? Yeah. As we know, Catherine has been working on this campaign for a very long time, for years actually. And as I said about the Royal Diary, it's always in the court circular. You can see that Catherine has an early years meeting. That's always in there. On days that you don't see her, she's always got an early years meeting. So things are going on behind the scenes. But I understand what you mean because it's not very forefront in people's minds. But I think that this is one of the most tangible pieces of the work that we have seen so far. And, you know, I think it just goes to show some people always say, what are the point of the royals? What do the royals do? What do the royals bring? Well, the name, the Princess of Wales, Catherine, she can bring big companies like this together and actually try and build a solution to nurturing early childhood development. Yeah, and I tell you, it reminds me of when Prince Charles at the time started the Sustainable Markets Initiative because that was a way of also combining lots of the financial big hitters to come together. So I completely agree with your point there. I guess in a way, my comments earlier were actually specifically for the Shaping Us campaign, because I do understand the ethos behind the Royal Foundation Centre for Early Childhood. Like, I get it. But Shaping Us, I think, has been a bit disjointed. This is a business task force for early childhood. But again, okay, now they're together. What does that mean? What is the next step? Is it literally just we've created this and that's the first step and that's all they're telling us right now? Or do we know more? No, that's it at the moment. That's all we know. And I think as we go through the next few years, we'll get more of an understanding. I mean, I don't think there is an actual goalpost, an actual end date, an end game for this, is there? Yeah, and I think, to be honest, that's why I get a little bit, I don't want to say frustrated because this is amazing. Honestly, please don't think that I'm being super negative about it. I just want more information. I don't know what it means. Oh, great, you're all coming together, but what does that actually mean? What is the tangible steps? But as you said, Rach, maybe I'm just being a little bit, you know... 
jumping the gun a bit. You just want it all now. I just would like more information. Like you've got all these people in a room. What does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) Only time will tell. And to finish off this week's episode, as we said at the beginning, Prince William has made an unannounced visit to Poland to visit British and Polish troops helping Ukraine's war efforts against Russia. And he said to the troops, our nations have strong ties through our cooperation in support of the people of Ukraine and their freedom, which are also our freedoms and yours. These ties are further strengthened. As we said, Royal Community, this literally just broke as we press play. So once we know and if there is any more information that comes out, we'll cover that next week. But yeah, that's it for this week. So it was a short but sweet episode. Hopefully we'll have some more news come out next week. But I think I said to you, Shell, I feel like the royals are being a bit quiet at the moment because everything's going on behind the scenes in preparation for the coronation, which isn't too far away now. I know. I think you're right, you know, Rach. I'm getting excited, but there's a lot more behind the scenes that we're doing that makes me a bit nervous as well about it because there's loads of different things going on so yeah because the jubilee was so momentous i just hope it doesn't fall flat yeah no i I honestly i don't think it will because this is something that majority of us have never experienced before and we've said it time and time again it's a piece of history it is and we're going to be living it and we're actually going to see a monarch in the gold carriage ah so exciting if you would love to support michelle and i and keep us on the air you can over on ko-fi it's four pounds or six bucks or you can become a vip royal community member we have a private facebook group and we also have a monthly zoom call which we're going to have next week show so excited to talk to everyone we had an amazing time last and we were probably chatting for about two and a half hours weren't we <laughs> loved it if you would love to come over to spotify and rate our podcast you can give us a five stars or you can come over to apple Podcasts podcast and leave us a review over there five stars hopefully to royal community <laughs> also there's some like polls and questions and stuff on spotify if i've got time i'll add those to it but yeah feel free to interact with us over on spotify or come on over to instagram keeping up with the winds pod and if you want to contact us through email you can at keeping up the winds pod at gmail.com and like i said earlier if you want to watch any more royal content from rachel and i and see us when we vlog our royal palace trips and also the platinum jubilee vlogs we're over on youtube keeping up with the windsors that's it for this week thank you so much for listening we'll see you next week on keeping Keep up, up with the windsors, windsors.